Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to the family with Tevin Pittman. Josh Arnold, Mr. Money Talk. Officer Dave. And Andy Rampernard. Wait, now we got the full full tilt going. We got it all covered. Yeah, we gotta gotta come chart. Honest to God, I knew we had to talk about these subjects and all the rest of it, but I'm gonna I'm gonna carry around that one that one story for a while with me. Just make that stuff makes me very sad that people cannot treat each other much better than they do. No, it's it's the world and it's you know, last week we were reminded there's a lot more good people in the world than there are bad, but the bad have the large, the larger voice. That's the problem. Well, they do sell, uh, get people to watch television. They get to watch the television news. They can put all the bad people up there because that's what people want to watch, apparently. Yep. I guess. What do you then mean you guess? <laughs> what do you mean you guess? Of course you know that. You've been in, yeah. you've been, uh, in media. You've been a broadcaster yeah. for a very long time. <laughs> What is the old old saying? If uh, if it's red, it sells. If it bleeds, it leads. That's it. There you go. Yeah. Somebody it went bleeds, to journalism school. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly it. No, it's it, it, you're right. I've been in the business for a long time, fifty three years, and covering this stuff and that stuff and all the rest of it. And I just I just don't like the fact that we as human beings, and I guess we have to be a team member. We are either going to take this side or that side. We're not going to try to ever meet in the middle. And I suppose that's... It's I'm all a matter team. of context. You don't understand the context. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I'm, make, I'm being very facetious after listening to three university presidents in a congressional hearing talk mm. about context. Yeah, It's the context. <laughs> Gee, I wonder what you're talking about, Josh. <laughs> It was just appalling. That particular segment, that hearing, has been viewed over a hundred million times. Mm, oh, I don't doubt it. God. This might finally be the thing that uh, strips the Ivy League of its prestige. Wouldn't that be oh, wonderful? Which has been a long time coming, let's be honest. I mean, it is un- unreal. I mean, to, to see that... Um, at Harvard, as an example, it is all right to call for the genocide of of a people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's Specific you have to people. understand stand that in context. Mm-hmm. But if I m- do not call you by your right pronoun, Andy, I can be banished yep. from Harvard. That is interesting, no. isn't it? It's like what are we talking well, that's about? That's the culture they've been fostering for the past probably 50 years to be honest there's a simpsons episode from like 25 years ago marge goes back to college or it's like during her college days i don't remember what and she falls in love with this professor because he shakes up her worldview and basically all of his lessons um what was the quote he like he put up a picture of the founding fathers and he was like 
can anyone tell me what all these people have in common? And the students are like, they created a system of checks and balances. They founded the country. And he goes, no, they were all white property owning males. <laughs> and then he spray paints the word evil on the picture. And this was 30 years ago. They were parodying that. So Simpsons predicts everything. That is true. Wow. Yeah. And it's, so it's not like this culture is a new thing. It's just getting out of hand now. Right. Well, I think, yeah, once you start calling for the genocide of like, well, we're just going to round up mm -hmm. every Jew in the world and that's what you guys what? want to do. Like my neighbor now, he has to die because of, you know, what's going on over there. They like, tried all, that once. Yeah, it doesn't work. Yeah. Somebody tried that once. And then once you get rid of all of them, who's the next group you're going to get rid of? I'll hide you, Josh. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. I'll take care of you. Like, Can't wait. I know. <laughs> I know where to come. <laughs> I'll defend you. It does amaze me growing up where I grew up and watching this stuff all go on. And it just, it convinces me that this stuff, th these arguments are never, ever going to come to an end. I, but what I don't understand is, do these dumb bastards realize where most of the money came from that gave them the job, their very lucrative job they have now? Do they not understand where most of that money came from? No, they Jews not. are bigger donators to colleges than anybody else in America. How, why would you piss on the very people that pay you? Why? I mean, I'd do it to the people at Hubbard, but there's a different <laughs> argument. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that's like when uh, Nick Cannon was working for uh, one of the major uh, cable news or cable companies, and he went on this big anti-Semitic rant, and he got fired the next day, and everybody was like, well, why'd they fire him? I was like, because the board of the company that he works for yep. is a hundred percent Jewish people. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? Why did he get fired? Like, people do some research first. Whatever works is, you know, it's one of the things that, and it's really when this. Let me just start with this, Josh. I could not believe the first time I saw this in TV, and I said, "My God, this is." whatever that nut job is or whatever college he's talking about or whatever, this guy is going to end up in prison. And then all of a sudden, everybody's doing it. I'm like, what? I grew up in an area, like I said, I've said it many times, Catholic, black, and Jewish neighborhood. Everybody got along great. Everything was wonderful. Uh, what the hell? Why do we have to do this every 50 years, whether it's black people or Jews or men? Or women or Catholics or because the Catholics are hated now too. Okay. They hate the yeah. Catholics. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're so you're bad. You're bad. You're bad. You you Catholics. Yeah. You believe in life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, let me put it this way. I did grow up Catholic. My mother was an ardent Catholic. I like being a Catholic. I'm not a very religious guy, but I like being a Catholic. You know, a lot of Irish, Italian, German, you know, French people. And You've got all the these French good people. basketball teams. You've got all these good football teams. Yeah. Of course you like yeah. being Catholic. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's the whole. But I just, why would you care? Do I somehow abuse people because I'm Catholic? And a lot of people no. think so. Yeah. Right. Yep. I, that's my first question when I meet somebody is, hi, my name is Tevin. Uh, are you Catholic? What's, and then depending on how you answer, pulp? yes, we can be friends or not. <laughs> yes. That's exactly it. Yes. I, I, haven't, I haven't seen you walking around in your robes. Oh, no, I, I usually, yeah, I usually yes. wear that uh, after the show. Yeah. Okay, Bishop it's Tevin the robes and the collar. That, that's, that's what threw me. Bishop yeah. Tevin and the mitre. Yep. What yeah. if you're Catholic, but you're a set of vacantist? Yeah. Uh, what about that? What about that? Then I think that's okay. Okay. <laughs> Just that because means, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> that means you're a Catholic, but you don't believe that the current Pope is valid. 
Right. Which is becoming a uh, thing now because the current pope is very politically involved and a lot of people don't like that. It's... Like, like, like the previous popes weren't politically involved? Well, well it depends I, on your definition of political, I suppose. Like the pope is, like, by some definitions, a purely political position. But the pope sorry, is getting Josh. more involved in, like, specifically American politics rather than keeping it in Rome, you know, where arguably he should. Oh, that's because he... he what is it? Def, def, did he defrock uh, a guy in yes, Texas? Yes, he did. Or the, or the um, one of the cardinals did. I don't know if the pope defrocks or if the cardinals do. Honestly, I don't know the hierarchy as well as I should, being a ostensible lifelong Catholic. The the yeah. thing of it is, is if a pope starts teaching against the traditional Catholic teachings, mm-hmm. and that's, that's what's happening. When they become so people are like, oh well, is Catholicism changing with the times? Is is it getting a you know much needed coat of paint, or is it? abandoning its traditions that Techni- whole... technically it's not supposed to yeah, change yeah That's and the... there's there's a lot of argument about that remember father sarducci on saturday night live <laughs> Guido oh sarducci. yeah yes father Guido <laughs> sarducci. loved him because remember you did the contest find the pope into the pizza mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 they did a deal with dominoes when one of the pizzas would have a picture of the pope in it so he did a contest find the pope into the pizza. I loved it as a Roman Catholic. I thought it was phenomenal. I would buy a pizza if there was a chance. (laughs) He was always smoking on the TV. He's always smoking. You know, the priests are regular people, but it's like still, it was just hilarious to see it. Oh, it's wonderful stuff. I I just, why why have we now decided that we're going to go after very specific groups of people? I mean, because we can't laugh. Mm, that's no, true. We can't, no, we, we cannot. Can't. Why is that? Everything is so serious. Whoever, you know, I'll say, whoever is in charge or groups of people just said, oh, you can't laugh. You can't make those jokes. Mm-hmm. And oh. I just remember uh, a comedian, Sam Kinison. And he would go on, on and on after all kinds of people in the audience or whatever his experience and he'd say hey these are jokes these are just jokes Mm -hmm. just like don rickles did Mm -hmm. yep don rickles was tremendous he was hilarious and i i saw him i've saw him i've seen him in person several times and the audience was set up one time it was in las vegas at the desert inn and Tina Turner was ahead of him. So she was the warm-up act mm-hmm. to Don Rickles. <laughs> yeah, two very different uh, demographics <laughs> getting hit. Okay, yeah. So we went yep. in, and I was with um, my old business partners at the time. We were there for, for a conference. So it was, okay, we want to get some good seats, and, of course, you have to take care of the mater d'. So one of my old business partners was about your height, Dave, and Jewish guy, curly hair, shirt open, you know, silk shirt open down to the navel, a lot of gold chains <laughs> and gold on his wrists, and his he was with his wife. Tall, blonde, big hair, 
lot of cleavage, high shoes. And I'm kind of trailing behind, short, <laughs> short, skinny guy with my wife, who was also very attractive, and we were two other couples. We take care of the mater d. He leads us down right at the stage. Oh, boy. This is very nice. Sitting next to us come in a, a group of um, black couples. Come right to the, the next table over, all Japanese. They sit down. So that's the three tables right down at the front. stage. Yep. And I'm thinking, this is kind of odd. <laughs> and I'm looking behind, and all the paisanos are sitting in the booths right behind us. It's going to be very interesting. Well, here comes Tina Turner, and I'm, I'm like, oh, I've seen Tina Turner when I was in college. This is great. And my wife is just jabbing me because I'm just, my tongue is hanging out <laughs> while I'm watching <laughs> Tina Turner. <laughs> well, she finishes, and I'm like, oh, my God. Gosh, is she good. You're sweating like I'm crazy. sweating. Here comes Don Rickles. He's introduced. He comes out. He's got his piano player with him, uh, a, black, a black piano player who's a good friend of his. And they start, start in, and he immediately looks at my partner with the gold chains and everything, oh, God. and the bit, and the blonde wife, with, and he goes after the two of them. Goes after the two of them. Then turns one of the black guys at the next table. He's he's laughing, and Don Rickles goes after him. And then he just goes around each table, and it's like, and my wife is jabbing me. Can he do this? Can he do this? It's Don Rickles. <laughs> Everybody is loving it. They've paid to get mm -hmm. to get uh, dumped on by Don <laughs> Rickles. Mm -hmm. And then he goes, looks out in the audience and sees the Italians. Is Frank here? Is Frank here? <laughs> Don't tell Frank. And he goes after... And it was just hilarious oh, that's for an hour and a half oh, of taking God. that kind of abuse. Could you even breathe? No, I could not, not breathe after not only Don oh, Rickles. I'm, I'm now I'm sweating. <laughs> I can't breathe. The endorphins are on. Oh, my here. goodness. Yeah. This, it was tremendous. Don Rickles would be canceled today. Oh, 100%. Canceled. Do you know, do you know the story about... Uh, Don Rickles' appearance in Miami many, many years ago sounds a bit like what, what you went through. This is a true story. So Don Rickles, is, let's say it's 35 years ago, maybe even 40 years ago, whatever. He's appearing in Miami, and he's up on stage, and he's starting the show, and all of a sudden the back door, the doors at the back of the theater open, and Don Rickles looks up, and it's Meyer Lansky. For people oh, who might not know who Meyer Lansky is, he was a very, very famous mobster, originally from uh, New York. He spent, uh, he moved down to Miami because he liked the weather better. All the rest. This is a true story, by the way. And I asked Don Rickles about it, and he said, "Yes, that is exactly what happened." So he goes, "Well, wait a minute, ladies and gentlemen, I got to hold you up. I'm sorry to hold you up like this, but uh, a friend of mine just came through the, the back, the, the the doors there, and I want to make." Uh, 
Mater D, would you do me a favor? Would you pick up a table and just put it right here in front of me? I'm sorry for you people, but could you just move her? And they go, yeah, we'll move over. No problem. He says, bring up a table. So they bring up a table. He goes, just uh, two chairs would be really, really great. Um, okay. So they bring those up. So uh, they, uh, Meyer Lansky and his wife come and sit at that table. And he goes, okay, I don't want to start the show yet. Uh, would you like some, how about a bottle of champagne for you, Meyer Lansky? Would you like that? That'd be good. Bottle of champagne. Mater Deep, would you please bring over a bottle of champagne for uh, Mr. Lansky and his lovely wife? Okay, they're all settled in. They got their bottle of champagne. They're front and center. They're comfortable at their day. He says, you know what, Meyer? Let's go the full boat. Uh, make yourself at home. Why don't you kill somebody? <laughs> <laughs> He said that to a mobster uh, 10 feet from him. I, Don Rickles was the best ever. Oh, he tells geez. a mobster to kill someone to make himself at home. <laughs> and then it's just a nervous laugh over the crowd. Like, is he serious? Oh, gosh. Oh, oh, yeah. No question about it. But what the hell? Those are the good times, man. I, yeah, Don Rickles would not survive today. There is no, no way he could do his act today. Right? No. No, because people get too offended at the first joke to realize that yeah. he's now moved on to a completely different demographic of person to make fun of. Like when da uh, Dave Chappelle got all the backlash, it was like, well, yeah, he yeah. made fun of the one joke that was, you know, five minutes out of his hour and a half set where he's making fun of everybody else. So, yeah, comedians today have a much tougher time. Oh, God, I would imagine it's got to be tough to be a comedian now. Because everybody's taking a side, boy. You're either funny or you're not funny at all. Yeah. There's no middle ground there anymore, unfortunately. I, see, I would love to go sit down and watch some comedy, just laugh for the night, have a nice dinner with Catherine, laugh it up, and then go home. I, I, mm. That's that, that's a wonderful night for me. I Maybe you have to bring Fancy Ray back. Fancy yeah, Ray. Fancy Ray. Clown, yeah. We got to bring Fancy Ray back. And I miss Fancy Ray. He's, he's such a great guy. Yeah. I mean, every time I see him on a – been 35 years he gives me a big hug and goes tommy tommy you gotta have me on more often i said fancy ray you're always welcome i love that guy oh yeah his his whole set is just about how good looking he yeah <laughs> <laughs> that best dress man fancy ray mcclellan <laughs> i love that guy so uh everything else see i'm in a much better frame of mind now whenever we talk about you know very serious and, and sad items where there's just no winning mm -hmm. it, it does depress the shit out of me it really does so to come back and talk about don rickles makes my day i love don rickles i, I was lucky enough to meet him a couple of times but it just uh i don't know it just doing the news is not easy to do wouldn't you agree well 100 yeah i don't envy anybody Why that do has to no. Why do you think it is that people can never meet in the middle? That they always have to take one side or the other. There's no middle ground. It's either here or here. That's not true yeah. in the least. Well, I think but that's what we do. I think you get a story that has, you know, so much nuance and there's, you know, pieces yeah. on both sides that can be true that people will pick, you know, the one fact that they think or know is true on one side. And then that's just kind of what they hang on to and argue. And so that Anytime somebody right. says something on the other side that might be true, well, then they go, well, yeah, but, you know, you're still ignoring my piece over here and nobody yes. is willing to say, yeah. no, I can appreciate what you said. And, yes, I agree that that's true, but this is also true. So now we have to find a new middle ground. Nobody wants to give an inch. No, it's really too bad. It's really unfortunate because a lot of people do not understand um, 
you know, well, just look at the four of us. Andy's not in the room right now, but look at the four of us. We grew up completely different than the other three, just the four of us in this group. Uh, we had a complete different childhood, the early years, the teen years, and all the rest of it. We are not the same. I might have different ideas than you because of what I experienced. You didn't experience that, so you have a different thought. Good. I understand that. You didn't have the same experience I did, so I can understand why you might have a different opinion. Why can't we do that with everyone? Because the four of us on in here right now are rational people. <laughs> well, are there you, you sure go. of that? Yeah. Are you really sure of that? <laughs> Is that something you want to attach your name to? Are you positive? Wait a minute. Uh, you know, I got to tell I mean, you. You've I, probably taken, Dave's probably taken more abuse than 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 anybody sure. else. It's what I, that's the career path I chose. That's on I me. want an abusive career path. Yeah. I don't get enough crap for being 6'4", 300 pounds. I'm going to take more. You're yeah, only 6'4"? I thought you were taller. Oh, no. 6'4", 300. It feels taller. He feels taller? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just a shrimp here. It's, I'm a, I'm it's a the shoulders. Shrimp. They make it... Yeah. yeah, it's the shoulders. There's no question about that. But, yeah, I, I do you think it's ever possible to maybe... Did it happen after World War II? Did it happen after Vietnam? Did people come closer together after those skirmishes? And that's a kind of a light word to use for 13 million people were murdered, but you know, um, do you think we can, it's just not possible to ever meet in the middle. Is it? I think it's, it's, it is definitely pos possible. Good. I I'm think so. To... It's just, it's going to take something very extreme to get us there. Yeah. It's definitely not going to happen overnight, but no. I think we eventually can get there. I hope so. I hope you guys are absolutely right about that because it's just, but it's going, something's going to have to be done about the money part of it because money is God right now by far. It's all that matters. So I don't know. Well, money, money fixes a lot of, a lot of issues. It does. I mean, if, we'll talk more about that, Josh. How do you mean that? Well, you want to fix a road? It, it's going to cost money. Yep. Um, if, uh, you've got a health problem. Some of that can be fixed with money. You've got to pay. You got to right. pay the doctor. You got to pay the pay the hospital. There are bills that that come due. That can fix the problem. The emotional problems or some of the issues you know that we're we're talking about. When can people meet in the middle? That's not fixable by money. That's a very, very good point. So it is not fixable by money. Um, that that's that's that that takes a change in uh, attitude or change in altitude, uh, and you know some of that you can say starts in the home. Some of it starts, uh, we'll say, in the playground, and some of it starts uh, in schools. Is that text you're sending so important that you missed your turn? Is that text you're sending so important that you ran the red light? Is that text you're sending so important you didn't see the ball coming onto the road or the child that followed? Hi, I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. When you take your eyes off the road for even four seconds, your vehicle travels 100 yards. 
That's the entire length of a football field. If you absolutely have to text, you need to pull off the road somewhere safe and do it from there. Texting and driving is against the law and can cause serious injury or even death to you and others. Now that is important. We hope you're never injured in a collision, but if you are, please contact us. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Going farther with Mike Bryant on your side, seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. Tom here. For years, you've heard me talk about my friends at North American Banking Company. They have great online and mobile banking options, plus friendly employees who are always ready to help. And with their location in Maple Grove now open, it's even more convenient for me and my family. Go visit my friends at any one of their six Twin Cities locations or go online to nabankco.com to learn more. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC and equal housing lender. You all have helped build MyPillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. It's one of my favorite times of the year because, you know, obviously we're celebrating Hanukkah right now. Kwanzaa's coming up. Christmas is coming up. It's a great time of the year to observe other people's lives and beliefs. Can we ever carry that over to the other, other 11 months of the year? Why not? I, I agree. I think we can. But I mean, it's, again, it's, not a, it's, it's not a question of, you know, I'm a Packer, Packer fan versus a Vikings fan. Right. And you're and you're oh. not you're not going to you're not going to change my view. You know that the the Packers are going to crush the Vikings if you're a Packers fan, or if you're a Vikings right. fan, uh, the Vikings are going to crush crush the Packers. Uh, people hold you know I'll say those types of, of views uh, very very strongly, and they become emotional issues. Um, but if, you know, and you can only, we each have our opinion about sports or our yeah. or sports teams, but, it, you know, to carry that, and, and some people now are playing, um, taking those attitudes when it comes to, to politics or um, other, well, other issues, and they're not dealing with what I call facts. Um uh, now I have to think of oh there was Patrick Moynihan, yeah, uh, who among other things was senator from New York, and I remember somebody arguing with with him, and he said, "Hey, you, know, you might have your opinion, but here are the facts." 
And I think it's not even a question about agreeing on the on the facts because here here are the these are the the facts. I mean, you had had today um, a jobs number that that came out. That oh, is yeah. a that is a fact. There were one hundred ninety nine thousand jobs that were created or added in the month of November. That's a fact. The estimate was only that 190,000 jobs would be created. So that's an opinion. Mm -hmm. Here's the fact, and here's the opinion. Now, commentators, financial commentators and strategists, can, and the members of the Federal Reserve can argue over, oh, well, there's 199,000 jobs created in the month of November. Uh, when we only expected 190,000, they can argue whether that's good or, or, or bad or how that might impact inflation or their decision on interest rates uh, going, going forward. I would look and say, you got 199,000 more people employed earning money. Uh, a chunk of them happen to be in, in as government employees. A chunk were in the um, leisure and hospitality business. Another large chunk were in healthcare, and then a, a smaller chunk were in manufacturing. I just look at that and say, more people are working. They're earning money. That is a positive thing. And if they're going to be earning money, they're going to be we'll say paying taxes and spending that money and that's that will keep the economy growing at a reasonable rate and probably will uh, keep inflation under control so those those are so part of that is here's the fact and here's what could probably happen and it, the the opinion is how and when is, are these, um, we'll say, how and when are these taxes going to be collect, collected, how and when, and where is that consumption going to be directed? You know what amazes me about the, the world, uh, just a couple of years ago it is now, I guess, but um, all of a sudden when COVID came kind of to an end and people went back to work, the federal government claimed they created all of those new jobs. They they counted them as new jobs. It's like, yep. why are you lying to the people? Because I went back to where, I mean, I, I'm not talking about me. I got my job back because COVID is over, but you claim you created my job and that's why I'm working? It's like, come on. Yeah. Do people believe that? Well, unfortunately, I do I do not because I've always, I, I get I get chastised. What do you mean that COVID was a government-mandated shutdown and recession? Which it was. Uh, well, I saw an awful lot of people that were out of work. I passed an awful lot of buildings that yeah. were empty. Mm -hmm. uh, the parking lot at my office building was empty. Right. Uh, other than other than myself and my, my assistant. Right. There wasn't a vote where we all voluntarily were like, yeah, let's just stay home for three months. Like, <laughs> yeah. no. No. no, true. I think most, most people were, 
okay, well, if the government, they want to shut, you know, go on a shutdown for mm -hmm. two weeks, fine, we can, we can deal with that for two weeks. Uh, and then we're back to work. We'll, we'll go along with that. Yeah. But once, I'll say in this state, we need to extend it another two weeks to flatten the curve. And then people said, oh, wait a minute here. Um, we got to go back to work because if we're not working, we're not making money. If we're not right. making any money, how are we going to pay the bills? Right. And it was really when the, uh, the candy shop or the candy store got opened and everybody else had to stay mm -hmm. closed. I feel like that was the turning point <laughs> yeah. when people yeah. were like, what are we really, yeah, what are what, we really doing? Exactly. <laughs> well, I just, I just looked and said, you mean to tell me that the grocery store is, is going to be open? Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, the big grocery store is going to be open. Walmart can be open, but my local bodega can't, can't be open. Be. Right. right. So what, on what planet are we in here? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or the, uh, the, my favorite, because working in the service industry when we kind of everybody was going back to work was, well, when you're sitting down, you don't have to wear a I mask. Know. But when you stand up, you have to wear a mask because, yeah. you know, apparently COVID, oh, yeah. you know, only when you're seated or standing up will it yeah. uh, <laughs> penetrate like you. When for a very short period, they were trying to get people to, so you'd sit down at the table with your mask on. Mm -hmm. Your food would arrive. You take your mask off to eat a bite then put your mask on to chew. Oh, God. Yeah. No one was going to do that, ever. Yeah. But for a brief period, they were trying to get that to happen. Yep, I remember that. Mm -hmm. Government control. We want to see what we can do, because mm -hmm. the next time we come up with some idea, see what people, see how people react. Mm -hmm. yeah. Have they ever come to a decision on, was this disease invented? Was it created, I should say, not invented? Have we ever come to an, uh, an understanding of what really happened? I have no idea, but it did, no. it did happen. However no. it happened, it happened. Right. Um, but if somebody created it, that's a problem. Yeah. And in today's world, if somebody did create it in a lab and unleash it, I would not be surprised. It's, no. There's not really much that uh, would shock me at this point. Well, scientists are always creating new diseases for... Yeah, research right. purposes mm -hmm. or ostensible yep. research purposes. They are indeed. But I tell you what, I've seen a lot more masks again. And I don't know if it's the time of the year or whatever, but all of a sudden there's this big surge of masks, mm -hmm. a lot of women and a few men, but it's mostly women wearing the masks again. Why are they? Don't I don't know. I just look at all the protests season. and people are all these protests oh. that are going around and all those people are wearing masks. Why are they yeah. wearing a mask? We don't want our face shown. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah, there's that. Well, during COVID, when there were the, the protests here, and people were like, nobody's gotten COVID, and we're all out here, no mask. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we, you know, but then, exactly. like, or they'd, I'd see people, like, at the protest not wearing a mask, and then I, they'd be, you know, in the grocery store with one other person and masked up. And it's like, ah, none of it makes any sense mm -hmm. for what we're doing. Well, I have another question for you, because I, I was uh... – I, I had the inoculation uh, three times. I was boosted twice. I got COVID twice. Mm -hmm. But I couldn't tell the difference between COVID and having a cold. It seemed like a cold. They were very similar to me. Yeah. Too. And it was all a case-by-case case basis because yeah. you talk yeah. to some people where they're like, I was bedridden for three weeks and didn't yeah. think I was going to make Killed it. Other people, people, yeah, and other people were like, you know, I didn't, didn't even know even I had I had this. a scratchy yeah. throat when yeah. I had mine. It was okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
When I saw Alyssa Milano wearing a crocheted face mask, Excuse that's, me. that's when I knew yeah. that... Wait a minute. Crocheted? Crocheted. You could see her mouth through the face mask. Yep. Oh, that was really, really That's cute. when I knew it was all, it was like talismans for superstitious yeah. people. Or they I didn't know what the hell they were doing. I saw an ad for a mask that had a straw hole in it so you could drink. I had a friend who made one with a, with a, a screen, like a screen from a screen door, mm -hmm. window screen. Yeah. That was his mask. Nice. There yep. you go. Mm, yeah, that'll take care of it. That's not a problem. Oh, that's, that's, that's how the mosquitoes don't go yeah, get exactly. in his <laughs> Josh, you know more about dough than any of the rest of it. Did that shut down? How much did that cost the American taxpayer? Oh God! This one, this one, I do not know. Oh my God! It was it was a big number. I do know that mm -hmm. that year in the stock market in 20, 2020, mm -hmm. uh, we I'll say in a typical year, uh, the stock market is going to. Uh, have three to four, five to ten percent pullbacks okay. caused by any any number of reasons. Mm -hmm. uh, in 2020, we had one 35 percent pullback uh, in March, but that was preceded by two 10 percent pullbacks, and Ooh. then after. After that, I believe there were about eight pullbacks between five to ten percent the rest of 2020. Mm -hmm. I would also say uh, that that was a very good year for my clients if they if they did not panic mm -hmm. uh, when when we had the those big dips. Mm -hmm. And I would also add uh, going through those dips was. Uh, emotionally draining, uh, but using the strategy that um, I'll say I've used for a lot of for a lot of years of keeping up to thirty percent in cash and the balance invested, uh, we had cash available to buy when things went went down. Yeah, that was. I mean, that's how I ended up paying off my student loans was I was like, well, these stocks, some of them are going to have to come up yep. eventually. It's not like they're just going to let all these companies now all of a sudden just go away. And so it was, yeah, let me find one that when things start to open up, it's going to come back. And yeah, I was able to pay off student yeah, loans. Yeah, so I was very, very, very happy. And that followed a very strong uh, 2019. Uh, and then I was not expecting a good 20. 21 so it was an average average year mm -hmm. 2022 was not a good year um and 2023 has been a very good year see i feel like i can trust you when you talk about money because you're willing to admit that you had a year that was not very good i had <laughs> honesty yeah what a I, I got most i Excuse me, I, I effed up a few, a few things. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> nice. Um, I'm not, oh, heck, Elon Musk said it on national TV <laughs> twice. Yeah. Um, uh, and he's got a little more money than, than I do. 
but <laughs> no, I it was not good with a few few things that um, I did in yeah, both 2021 and 2022 mm. by not selling some things earlier. But well, okay. uh, we, we keep we keep the make fewer mistakes as time goes on. Right. And 2023 has been a very good year. That's like a Frank Sinatra. There we go. Bring back Don Rickles. We'll bring back Don Rickles and his friend Frank, Frank Sinatra. It was a very good year, Frank Sinatra saying that. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful, someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you, Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his, his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. Yeah, I, I, but that's the business, isn't it, Josh? Yes, that is, that it's is the business. Happen. But, but yeah, so I mean, I'm giving you, these are, these are the facts. Here are the facts. This is... This is the record that I've got. That is a fact. That is not an opinion. Here it is. Uh, and, I, and I will say I deal, you know, I'll, I'll say somebody can track my record day by day because uh, it, at 3 o'clock every, every day, the, the score is posted, up or, up or down. Mm-hmm. You just hope over the course course of the year, more ups than downs. There's yeah. a lot more ups than downs, and we have a winning season. There oh, go. there I am back to back, back to, to back to sports. Yeah, there you go. So early early glances at 24. What's that look like? Early glances. Well, most strategists. This is not my my view, but this is just mm-hmm. listening to the number of strategists that have showed up on CNBC or. Bloomberg or Fox, Fox Business, or I have seen or have commented that have or comments have showed up in the Wall Street Journal or the New York Times. Um, mo- more strategists than not uh, are predicting 2024 to be a difficult year uh. in the market. Most of them are predicting a recession. Uh, for, or if not a recession, some type of economic slowdown. And many are, are saying that the uh, S&P 500, which is, close, which is at 4,500 currently, uh, will drop anywhere from 8 to 20% at some point in 2024 as um, – Concerns about a recession and or slower economic growth and slower corporate growth come into vogue. And then where do you and they are recommending that you sell stocks 
or have a smaller percentage of your money in stocks and go buy bonds. Because with bonds, if the economy slows down, the Fed is going to be dropping short-term interest rates, and that will cause bond prices to go up. And in the meantime, you get a higher yield. And that, that will be a safe way to go. Or um, several, several of them predict a return to normalcy and a normal portfolio of having 40% in bonds and 60% in stocks will outperform a portfolio that's 100% in stocks. Very few strategists that I have um, seen or read um, or heard have predicted that the um, that the S&P index will continue to advance as much as it did this year. Now, having said that, I look at the bulk of the, the strategists who are saying, buy bonds, we're going to have a recession, and I go back to what they said, same strategists, and what they said last December right. in 2022, right. and they predicted that 2023 would be a year of recession, and you shouldn't own stocks, and you should put your money in bonds and lock in the yields, which at that time were 4%. Uh, lock those yields in because you'll make a lot of money. Well, if you look at, I'll say, that strategy, you would not have made money. Really? Well, if I take a look at, I just can look at the uh, long-term bond index, TLT. And at the beginning of the year, that was $100 a share. It is current, currently at um, $94.52. So I think $94.52 from 100 is a little less money, and that might be down 52 yeah, 5.8% of quick math. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that to me is a loss and not a, and not a gain. No, the, I understand that. Okay, uh, the same person, I happen to be big in Apple. Uh, so that's the largest holding in my, my portfolio. And a year ago, people were, no, Apple's not going to sell any phones. Sorry, they've got big problems. Nobody's going to be buying a phone if the economy slows down. Nobody's going to be, uh, there's problems in China. The Chinese aren't going to be buying phones. Apple was trading at $128 a share at the beginning of this year. Uh, and it is currently trading at $195 a share. Well, that's, pretty, that's quite a pickup. <laughs> yeah. Now, it is, is not, it has not gone straight up uh, by, by any stretch of the imagination. And Apple happened to be one of the better performing stocks this year, although not the best performing of some of the, the large, larger capitalization companies. I think that, that would go to a little company called Meta. You might a also know company. a little company. Little you company, might right. also know them as yep. Facebook, Instagram. Uh, yep. Reels, um, 
and they have and, and whatever else they they own and nobody wanted to invest with Mark Zuckerberg and his his company was trading I think about $120 a share earlier uh, this this year and it's currently a little over 300 Jesus. Uh, not a, not a it's not a company that I wanted to invest in but uh, missed that one got <laughs> Apple but missed missed on Facebook I think my, my point is uh, yeah that you can pay attention to the strategists but they're making predictions based on some things they see happening in the in the economy they're trying to look at a a broad a broad picture uh, and trying to keep people we'll say safe but uh, I happen to focus in on investing in individual companies and I'm looking at are these companies uh, that we're investing in are they going to be able to in the case of Apple are they going to continue to sell uh, their their products and or add to some of the their product sales through their services business, that being the apps or Apple TV or advertising. And I look and say, well, yeah, there are well over 2 billion people in the world that have an Apple device. God, that's And amazing. if I just look at phones, most people are going to be replacing their phone. It used to be every couple years. Now it's every three, three, four, or five years. Well, just they're, Apple's going to sell somewhere between 250 million to 300 million phones a year. Just people <laughs> replacing that. That's wild. And they're going to increase the the cost of those phones is going to go up a little bit each each year and then if you're getting a new phone geez i'm going to need some new apps there's going to be something i'm going to to like or some additional service oh i've got they've got a new news feed well that's 10 bucks a month that i'm going to be paying paying apple just for for that service oh i've been taking all these pictures and Apple charges me five bucks to store them in their cloud. Oh, well, of course I'm going to store them in, in their cloud because I know it's a secure, a secure place. Uh, and I've got a lot of pictures, and I really don't want to have all those pictures uh, downloaded in, on paper and having them stored in my house and not being able to look at them again. Um, so I'm going to pay pay that fee. And oh, by the way, Apple is now into artificial intelligence. Of course, oh, they great, are. wonderful. Well, no, they've been in artificial intelligence, but they right. they've always called it machine learning. Well, mm -hmm. now they're right. going to be talking about uh, regenerative artificial intelligence, and that is um, been a huge boost to the to the mark to the to the stock market. Uh, starting in May, when Microsoft, you know, said that they were putting in thirteen billion dollars into a company called OpenAI to utilize their product called ChatGPT, mm -hmm. and then Google followed up and said, "Well, we're going to introduce our Bard product." 
which didn't go over real well initially, but they've since fixed that and they've come out with a with a product called Gemini, which supposedly is even better than uh, Chat GPT or does some other things. So that's going to give um, uh, Google a little boost. And then we have, and then in order to, to run this this stuff, you need a lot of storage and you need some horsepower well you need storage well that's going to come from you know google's cloud microsoft's cloud apple's cloud and amazon web services and then you've got a company like uh, advanced micro devices and nvidia that are making chips for these these things but that's going to take a little while to to develop so you've got a whole uh, we'll say infrastructure and whole new environment that's going to be using or taking advantage of artificial intelligence in one way, shape, or form. Uh, earlier this week, I heard an interview with the CEO of another little company, Walmart. Just a little one. Just yeah. another little one. <laughs> they happen. They Mom happen to be the largest private employer in the the U.S., if not the world, wow. with over. I think they've got like a million. 1.4 million employees. That's a lot of taxes paid there, folks. <laughs> a lot of taxes. And they're, they've been use, utilizing artificial intelligence, and they say not only for you know, their company to help with their supply chain, but also to help um, their employees uh, do a better and faster, faster job. So this is, this is a, another step towards uh, more efficiency uh, for, for companies and also uh, help you and I do things with less work, which if you're, makes things easier to get a job done, that will give us more time for leisure pursuits. That's Jim, something I like. Jim wants to know, uh, so he just got done organizing his parents' financial affairs, uh, which was not a pleasant experience, obviously. Yeah, and he wonders if you have any sort of like templates or plans to avoid having to make any of these hard decisions. Is there like an easy way to just breeze through that sort of thing? <laughs> yeah. To breeze through? I don't know his parent parents' situation. I'm get I'm guessing... He's trying to help his help his parents um, and help he and his siblings, um, so that uh, if his his parent if his parents were to to go into um, we'll say a nurse nursing home that all their assets are not dissipated. Yeah, or you know, in the event of death, obviously. Because right. you always thing. and you always hear where you're not supposed to. Uh, like uh, just tr name, take the title of the house and give it to somebody for tax purposes. There's like certain things you're supposed to well, do. Well, the first thing I would, I would recommend is he sit down with an estate, uh, estate planning attorney mm -hmm. and, you know, set up um, the, the right conduits, you know, for that, you know, f for those assets. Mm -hmm. um, second thing to make sure that there's, 
adequate insurance still still around uh, for his parents to take care of of medical needs. Um, and then it's a matter of so we've got an attorney to look to set up the proper wills wills or trusts so that money can how money can can pass pass through uh, to to children and then it's then it's a matter of how much income his parents are going to need and maybe the, uh, the parents need and this I don't know um, the parents need guardian you know guardians um, maybe they they also need um, how do we put this? Um, boy, now I've just I've just just <laughs> lost like lost, in, lost. like well, in home care type of no, thing. No, not in, not in in home care. Hospice care, that kind of stuff. No, uh, that um, power of attorney. That's power the term I'm looking for. Power of attorney that uh, makes sure that the the kids have power power of attorney, uh, and also that there are standing instructions. You know, including do not resuscitate, et, et cetera, uh, that, that are around. And so we both have both a regular power of attorney f over their assets and then a medical power of attorney. Mm -hmm. Should his parents uh, be hospitalized or put in a nursing home? And would you recommend them, if there's multiple siblings, having everybody involved no. as possible one, or just one? One, one, one sibling's in charge. Makes it a lot easier. One sibling is in charge. Or you could have one sibling in charge of, of medical things, one, one sibling in charge of financial, whoever is the best issue. Because if multiple siblings are, are involved, there's mm. going to be a problem. Yeah. No doubt. That is going to do it for you. Look at that. Look at that positive note we finished on. I like that. You know okay, I mean? now, now all you have to do now is go to YouTube, which is a Google product, but go mm -hmm. to YouTube, look up Don Rickles or Don Rickles and Johnny Carson, <laughs> Don Rickles, Johnny Carson, and Frank Sinatra, and you will have a lot of fun that will make your afternoon yep. go faster. Okay, so next Friday, can we attack the national debt? Sure. Happy, happy to do that. It's a little large, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I mean, we can set up a payment plan, I think, for the United States. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> set up a payment plan for the United States of America. All right, boys. Thanks very much. Have a great weekend. You, you too. Well. See you, Johnny.